3: Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips,
2: and Kyle Yeomans. It's hard to believe, but guess what, ladies and gentlemen, coast to coast and around the world, it is a say it with your chest Friday here on Talking Cowboys live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios streaming out of the Star and Frisco. I don't know what Isaiah and Rob are doing. In the bottom of the, of the screen, Bush like some, like, Bush yeah, whackers, okay, the like Bushwhackers, man. Okay, that's what you're doing. But it is Talking Cowboys here on a Friday. glad <laughs> you're with us, Kyle Yeomans, our resident Super Bowl champion Isaiah Stanback, our Cowboys insider, Rob Phillips, as always, and then our professional football analyst, Heck Harrison. I'm glad mm. to just be driving the bus today because man, we've got a great show. Of course, we've got Say It With You Chess Friday. We've got some DraftKings mm-hmm. coming up later on. But first, I want to talk about a bet that happened last week. And I want to talk about how last week, Isaiah was so confident that Andy Dalton was yeah. going to throw for 300 touchdown, or three hundred yards and three touchdowns against Cincinnati. And yeah. that's not a bad bet. It really isn't. But he was confident in it. And so he lost that mm-hmm. bet. And so there was a Christmas tree that was shipped to a certain Hekma Harrison as payment Mm -hmm. for this bet, but Hekma, I heard heard Santa Claus left something on your doorstep yesterday, and uh, how was that?
3: Let me tell you something, man. This guy, Isaiah, don't ever bet him anything. He is an extremist, okay? Because this thing that got delivered to my doorstep is... (laughs) Look, I understand losing a bet, but Did you have to find the biggest damn tree you could find in Texas? Uh, Paul Bunyan wants to cut this thing down. Okay. We are naming this tree tree. No, 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 no. We are naming this tree tree Kardashian because it is a big ass tree. Okay. This is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Okay, uh, I-, I wanted to have it set up because I know I know people have been asking us about the tree. All right, Hank, but well, where's the tree? I finally got it. I would have loved to have this thing set up back here, but there is assembly required and all kind of. I mean, this. So Monday, Monday, I will have Tree Kardashian right here for everybody to see. Is it gonna fit? Can you fit in the room with it? Oh no. <laughs> Bro, somehow I feel like I lost the (laughs) bet. What it sounds like? Yeah, I feel like I lost. This is ridiculous, Isaiah. You do better. Do better, Isaiah. Do better, man.
1: (laughs) I, I appreciate you. I appreciate you bringing that, that Debo quote from Friday in there. I won. I what? You lost.
3: I lost. <laughs> uh, but I told, hey, I
1: told my guy, I told my guy, K Y, AKA Kyle. I told him when I ordered it, cause Kyle, yep. how long, how, how long after losing the bet, after the game actually ended, how long was it before I actually had already put my phone down and say, it's done?
2: Not very long. It was, it was right before we went on to first word on Sunday. You were like oh, tree is ordered. And I was like, Oh, now yeah. you were so confident and, and just in for, the fact
1: that you were like the tree is order I was like oh something's yeah. up here <laughs> hey you know what the thing is you know I'm a man of my word you know, and and anybody who knows me, I'm a man of my word, anybody else who knows me as well knows that I don't have step on anything. Heckma, if I win, I'm going to win. And if I lose, I'm going to lose and I'm going to take that L. I'm going to put it right here in my forehead and I'm going to be proud in the prize in which I have to now gift someone. So Heckma, you won the bet. I felt I I did not like the fact that I lost. I don't lose often, right? But it was out of my hands. It was in the hands of Andy Dalton and Kellen freaking Moore, okay? Uh, And you know what? I I lost and I said, you know what? If I'm going to give him something it has to represent Isaiah and it has oh to represent gosh. everything Isaiah stands for and it has to be big bold no, and bright it, and that's what I wanted to was. make sure that
3: you do, and your family had do y'all know the tree that's outside Radio City Music Hall in New York <laughs> <laughs> that's what got delivered into my driveway so okay,
4: you know what I, I've got a my wife and I have a tradition now every Christmas when we put up our tree we decorate it while we watch Christmas Vacation nice. oh, that's cool. And so there's that scene, like ten minutes in, where they they climb to like the top of the mountain, and, and yeah. cut cut a tree down, and they put it up, and it's it busts out all the windows in yeah. the living room, and all that's well, this is what I'm predicting. That's what's
1: going to what happen. Yeah. yeah, that little tree. <laughs> I that told Kyle Ka- that. It's not going a me. thing anymore. <laughs> Hey Rob, the thing is, Kyle said, "Is it gonna fit in this room?" I said, "Oh no, <laughs> no, so, Oh, no!"
2: That's the thing is, I didn't even, I didn't even ask that. I just said, "How big is it?" And he just said, "It ain't gonna fit in that little room ahead." It's pretty big. It ain't gonna fit in that little room
4: ahead. That's gonna be Heckman, Heckman's going to be breaking out the Eagles. He's going to be pushing to the side, little branches and stuff, trying oh, to like get man. his face clear for the camera. I can't wait. Well, Heckman, <laughs> uh, awesome. we, are,
2: we are praying for you, buddy, and hopefully you get that thing up by Monday so we can see it just take up the entire background of your room. Uh, <laughs> Bart Scott, move, can't move wait. Ridiculous. Move some furniture in there <laughs> as well. But let's talk about the Cowboys a little bit here. And, uh, of course, the Cowboys back on the practice field yesterday. And some more injury news surrounding Ezekiel Elliott not in practice again for the second straight day rob what's what else is on the injury report whenever it comes to the cowboys and is there a
4: real concern around zeke playing this weekend i don't know if there's a, a real concern i mean I, I think they're trying to manage him to get him to the game uh, as best they can now look he was limited last week and was able to do something in practice mm-hmm. this week i think coming out of the game he had some some soreness, some stiffness with the calf, and so they're really just trying to focus on, uh, you know, resistance training and all that stuff with the athletic training staff. So we'll see. Um, I I think he wants to give it a go. I know he wants to give it a go. I, I would say on the injury report, if there's good news, it's that you've got Anthony Brown full practice for the first time I think in weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in addition Cheats. to in addition to Cheeto being off the COVID-19 reserve list and Donovan Wilson back to full practice. So your Mm. secondary secondary looking pretty good for this game, potentially. Uh, Now, Xavier Woods did have a a groin issue that has limited him in practice on Thursday. So that's something to keep an eye on, I guess, as we move through the day and Saturday.
2: So, I mean, what you're telling me here is there's an opportunity because even Trayvon Diggs coming back and, and being in the middle of practice, I talked with Steven Jones yesterday and Steven said that he's going to see a lot more playing time. He's going to he's gonna be back. They're not going to shut him down. He's going to see playing time the rest of the season. He didn't specific, or specifically say he was going to play on Sunday but just having him back in the mix is something that I know the Jones family in the front office along with the coaching staff is very excited about. But Also, not to mention, you throw in Xavier Woods, but if all of these guys are back, it's the first time since, what, week one, that we've seen Mm -hmm. our entire secondary back in action and and, and back in healthy guys?
4: I wrote about this yesterday, actually, on the website, that uh, it it has not happened all year. Uh, Anthony Brown, your top four corners, Anthony Brown... Uh, Jordan Lewis, Cheeto, and Trayvon have not played in the same game this season. So wow. there's at least a chance that that happens Sunday. If not Sunday, then possibly next week. So will by next week, will the playoffs be a possibility? We'll find out. I guess we got to say it with our chest here in about 40 minutes.
2: <laughs> Isaiah, how big is it to yeah. have that, that secondary back and healthy? Because, I mean, it's been a problem spot all season long, but kind of like how we've said on this show previously, you've got to evaluate these guys on who you want to bring back and be a part of this next year, right?
1: Absolutely. I mean, evaluation happens every single day. And unfortunately, um, these guys have had a ton of injuries on the entire side of the defensive side of the ball. Um, but you know, when you have your whole secondary, like I, like I mentioned yesterday, it, it just, it just feels different, right? It just, it just feels different. It's like, you know, if, if someone, one of us had to leave town, right? For whatever, had to take care of something and somebody else mm. stepped in, guess what? They stay, you know, somebody else stepped in, you know, we're we're appreciative and, you know, they're probably, they're probably going to do a good job. But guess what? It's not it's not the crew. Right. Not
0: it's not same. it's not the same yeah. crew.
1: So It's not the same. You know, we're not going to we're not going to flow the same. right? We're not going to transition the same. We're not going to understand what we're kind of thinking and all those kind of things. It's going to be a little bit different. Right. So we're going to we're going to make up for some some areas in which we were lacking in. So. It's no different when you step on a football field. You know, when we talk about communication um, and that chemistry. Yeah, you know, we we hope and we anticipate that those four guys really um, are in sync. That way, we hope so because uh, if they
3: are, you know, that's our that's the best talent that
1: we have to put out there at one given time, and that's what you want
3: yeah that's uh the two words you say uh, communication and chemistry those are the two things that worry me especially these guys not having that on in-game uh experience together so you know obviously it's good it's it's a good sign to have all of these guys back especially with us not being mathematically eliminated from the playoffs and so let's see you know I, I want to know I want to know how these guys play together especially knowing that we haven't been able to see this whole group but going back to something you said Kyle about Zeke uh, not practicing. It does worry me a little mm-hmm. bit. It worries me uh, as far as, you know, worries his health right now? I know he's been ha- been bogged down with this calf inj- injury for a couple of weeks now. Uh, if we have any chance uh, to win this game versus the 49ers, Zeke is going to have to be a big part of it in this running game. It's just allowing us to be able to move the chains. He's one of the best in the league at, you know, getting those first downs on third and short. So, you know, having him in there being that battering ram kind of running back that he has been in 2020 is going to be necessary especially for this game steven's words exactly
2: yesterday were zeke is a competitor i think he'll find a way to be on the field on sunday so without saying it specifically he thinks that zeke will be available sunday but basically whenever i asked him what kind of participation is he going to be it was, uh, we're going to see a lot of Tony Pollard. We're going to see a bunch of different looks from Kellen Moore. But how much of a wrinkle does that take out of Kellen Moore's offense? And how, how does it affect Tony Pollard, too? Because we've talked about the one-two punch. we talked about Ezekiel Elliott coming with the power, and then Pollard comes with the finesse. Well, the, whenever the power is gone, how easy is it to slow down the finesse, Isaiah, whenever it comes to slowing down Tony Pollard when you don't have to worry about Ezekiel Elliott?
1: Oh, it becomes substantially easier. Um, You know, one, two punches are there for a reason. Uh, One person provides a strength that the other person doesn't provide, and obviously, and vice versa. So all all of a sudden, if say, for instance, Zeke doesn't, um, he he doesn't play, he doesn't suit up for some reason. Um, Now, Tony Pollard is the feature back. And guess what? Those defenses are going to focus in on him. (laughs) Now you're our guy. Now you get all of our attention. It's no longer we're going to watch 70% of Zeke film and 30% of Pollard. Now it's like, no, we're going to pick you apart, Pollard. We're going to know everything that you do. Um, It's no longer a surprise. Um, It's the same reason why – you know, in football, you don't you don't run the the same speed. You know, if you're if you're if you're trying to run a route on somebody, you don't run the same speed the whole route. Because guess what? I can stick with you. I know what to expect. You want to be able mm-hmm. to change gears on somebody so that you can create some degrees of separation. So when you come with that one-headed monster the whole game, I know what you're doing. But but that two-headed monster, that change up, that, that change of speed, that's what really throws people off. So um, the element of surprise is gone as soon as he's out there just solely by himself. Rob.
4: Yeah, I mean, I, I would lean towards Zeke playing in this game. He very well could be listed as questionable uh, later today. If, you know, Even if he does play, look at the, the uh, stats from the, the Bengals game last week. It was 12 carries for Zeke. It was 11 carries for yeah. Pollard. So I think, yeah. I think TP's yeah. going get, to get some run either way. I would say one, one underrated part, of, a couple underrated parts of Tony's game, I think he's better between the tackles than he probably gets credit for. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not Zeke and that's not the the main part of his game he is that change of pace but i think he can do it also i think some of that goes back to what he did in college he just wasn't that type of running back in college didn't have to be uh, also i would say his his blitz pickup and his pass protection i've just noticed it watching games this year better than it's been last year there's just a, it okay. seems like a game a couple player to a game i see him uh, make, recognize something and give the quarterback Whichever quarterback has been in the game, an extra second or two. So I think he's improved in a couple different areas since he's been drafted, and I think either way he's probably going to get some touches this week.
1: And that's, and that's I'm glad you brought that up, Rob, because that's one of the things that you that people don't really ta- that people take for granted. Yeah, look man. how much, look how much Zeke's probably rubbing off on him. Yeah. You know, you you yeah. can't you, even though Zeke isn't being the Zeke that we all know we would like this year. Uh, look at the other, look at the other areas in which he's affecting the game. He's allowing our quarterback more time to throw the ball, right? He's giving that sense of security to Coach Philbin in the offensive line, right? Knowing that somebody else is back there. He's showing the guy that's, that's, that's second in command behind him exactly how you go about your business, right? Okay, Paula, yeah, you can go out there and you can run around people, you can get the edge and blow past people with your speed. But guess what? This part of your game that you haven't that you haven't really excelled in, this is where yeah. this is where I excel, right? Mm-hmm. Pass blocking, right? Running downhill. So look at those areas that Paula is growing in and he has somebody to to model that off of. So that's that's awesome. Yeah.
3: I no, that- I like that, but but also also you know I just feel like it feel as though uh, the knock on Kellen Moore's offense has been that he has gone away from giving Zeke the lion's share of the carries, right? Yeah. Going and and Zeke's carries have progressively gone down, and so you know I know a lot of people we, we talked about uh, the great Nate Newton and his mantra of three three yards in a cloud of dust, you know, and, a lot, and people wanting to see Zeke just. Running to that brick wall, the whole game. Tony Pollard being that change-up guy, and with Rob saying, "Look, he's you know Zeke rubbing off on him, and he is picking up those blitzes." Gives you a little bit more trust in him. But you know, for four quarters, I don't you know I don't know if we're in a situation like that where we're primarily you know relying on him to do those things if we're in a good area. Like, that's what I'm, That's all I'm saying as far as the importance of having Zeke in here. And, and Rob, you're right. He does a lot better uh, than people that say give him credit uh, for, meaning Tony Pollard, in between the tackles. He is tough, but he does have uh, – he is susceptible to losing yards on, on runs, whereas it seems like for Zeke he's always falling forward to, to gain a yard or two. So that's just the difference between the two. But it's going to be interesting going into this game if we don't have him. That's a good point because there was a couple games ago, I think it was the Ravens
4: game, I don't think it was a lack of strength on Tony's part, but he hesitated hitting the hole, following his landmarks, whatever the case was, and he got dropped for a loss. You know, Zeke just doesn't do that unless he gets hit in the backfield. So some of that maybe just comes uh, with experience. And I do think there's times where Zeke softens up the defense and the box, the, the look is not the same for Tony. Maybe they're not expecting a run. Uh, and, and, you know, if Tony is ever the featured back in a situation, if he has to be, uh, that's not going to be the case anymore, nope. especially against a front like 49ers front.
2: No, and they're going to bring pressure, and it, they're going to challenge Andy Dalton to throw the football if that's the case. I mean, they're going to uh, they're going to challenge Tony Pollard to beat him on the ground, and then it would make Andy Dalton's job uh, uber more tough uh, whenever it comes to this Sunday to try and figure out how to pick apart this 49ers secondary. But when we come back, I heard a couple things that were pretty interesting in the press conferences yesterday. One about Kellen Moore and one from Jalen Smith that I kind of want to break down a little bit. When we come back on the other side of the break, you're listening to Talking Cowboys presented by GEICO.
0: There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why SLR pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision. Essential blue for protection, and resolve for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more, do more. Essilor. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride, right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson Hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team.
2: Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider
4: of your Dallas Cowboys.
1: Dear, it's 1908. Don't you think we should get electricity? Hmm,
4: and stop using candles to see at night.
1: It's just electricity lights up the room fast. It's more reliable than candles blowing out, and people seem to love it nationwide. Well, candles are... Dear, did you just run into the wall? Nope.
2: Back here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Geico. And whether you're watching from home or cheering in the stands with Essilor lenses, you'll see every exciting play, book an appointment at your local Essilor experts, and see what Essilor can do for you. See more, do more. Essilor. Here on a Say It With Your Chest Friday from SWBC Mortgage Studios. It's also wear your hoodie on your chest Friday, as we're all sporting the hoodies today. I think, it, I think. What it looks happened? Real nice I supply.
3: didn't fly. I didn't get the memo. You did. You're Casual a Friday, heck. Right now.
2: You got the memo.
3: I, I know. I'm just saying, I, how, how did we do that? I, I do even, we even, even our guy
1: C.B.Z. in the back is wearing yes, a hoodie. He is also People can't see him, but he
2: got one on, too. And he's looking fly, as always. Uh, that C.B.Z. in the back, multi-Emmy award winner and our fearless leader. Ooh. Punching the buttons today and keeping us on track. We've got some fun DraftKings stuff coming up later, and then we've also got some predictions where, Isaiah, you said earlier you don't lose very often. <laughs> I'm going to challenge that because you lost a lot last week. Just wanted to let you know. Oh you
1: know what? You but, lost but, a lot. But, but everybody knows but, that I was, going but, the, I was going against the grain last week. Everybody heard but, it. But, it was obvious. But see, but it's there's, okay. a, difference, there's it's okay. a difference between going
2: against oh, the no. grain. It's okay. There's a difference between okay. going against the grain and winning you know what? one and then throw losing a whole one, week away. give or Throw the whole week away. Yeah, you would throw love whole week that, away. wouldn't you? Because every single time, Isaiah, that you differed in picks <laughs> from Heckma or Rob, you lost.
1: Every single time, hey, Which I knew was a high percentage risk. I'm just saying. know what? just saying i just how about we just how about we just move on yeah we're going to move on and then we bring it
4: back hey, up in the you next week. missed 100% seven. of the shots you don't take oh
2: he he missed all of the shots he did take so yeah, it's he did. pretty That's unfortunate okay. but it was it wasn't a great week for me either but i had a day.
4: chance he did have a chance You're telling me there's a
2: chance yeah okay so before we get into predictions i heard some interesting <laughs> press conference answers yesterday we're going to start with the positive one we're going to start with the good we'll get with the the bad or maybe you want to call it ugly later here in this uh, in this segment, but I wanted to talk about what Kellen Moore. Or, excuse me, what Andy Dalton said about Kellen Moore yesterday. He's been resilient just with everything that's gone on. He's been able to adjust to playing four different quarterbacks this year. He's been able to adjust to some different guys not being in the lineup and has given us great opportunities out there. High praise for our Andy Dalton talking about how there's a lot of back and forth. There's different coaches, there's different players, different things going on amongst this offense. And I, I kind of wanted to ask the question what kind of growth have we seen? seen from Kellen Moore because I feel like early in the season there was a lot of blame on the young boy genius coordinator and lately there hasn't Mm. been as much of that worry you've seen some of the creativity you've seen some of the play calling that's allowed them to be successful sure there's some short yardage situation things kind of thrown in there that you could argue but overall and we'll start with you Hakma how have you felt about Kellen Moore lately and how has he grown as a coordinator here in 2020?
3: You know, some of the criticism of Keller Moore has been warranted. But, you know, when you look at this season, man, he's been so shorthanded with personnel that it's hard to be critical of everything that he does. I, I think in the Philadelphia game, We were just all over the place just with Ben DiNucci and him trying to get through that game. And and like you just said, man, he's had uh, four different quarterbacks in there. And just trying to put a game plan for the strengths of all of these guys has been a challenge. And so, look, it's not – Kellen Moore isn't a guy that I'm worried about at all as far as his ability to get the quarterback Dak Prescott, um, you know, moving this offense. It, you look at the numbers that he, he's put up. I think Dak was at what, 18, 1900 yards before mm-hmm. he got hurt. So, Come on, man, it's just a—it's just one of those years where you look at Kellen Moore at, um, and just say, look, man, if you run this back and he has his full arsenal offensive line and has his quarterback, I think this year uh, would be a lot better towards the end. These guys would have gained a lot more momentum uh, as the season had went along. But, you know, I, I'm not very critical of him now just based off of all of the changes that have happened uh, with our offensive line and also with the quarterbacks.
4: Rob? Yeah, I, I think uh, you know. I was watching; they kind of shared a hug on the sideline, Andy and and Kellen did. I think after that last touchdown pass against Cincinnati, and it just I got to thinking, who's who's older in this situation? And I looked, <laughs> I, I looked it up, and it's Andy Dalton's like a few months older than Kellen Moore. He's been in the NFL longer than Kellen Moore by one year, I think. And so I think sometimes you forget just how young and early in his career Kellen is. And so, yeah, it not been perfect. There's no there's no question about that. I think. You know, if there's a criticism of Kellen, it's probably that he gets too pass happy. But I think there's been situations this year where the turnovers were just so crazy early in the season that, uh, you know, you had Dak throwing 40, 50 times a game in consecutive games. And that's just – that's not – I don't even think that's the way Kellen wants to play. I think they've gotten – with Andy uh, kind of entrenched as the backup filling in for Dak. And, and they've been able to stay closer in some games. They've gotten more of the balance they want to have. I think when you go – when Kellen Moore looks back, when he's a head coach down the road, and he will be a head coach somewhere at some point in his career, he's probably going to look back at this season as being one of the most beneficial seasons for his career ever because of what you guys mentioned. Four quarterbacks basically having to change game plans and week to week based on what your yeah. quarterback's strengths are. So I think that's valuable experience for him, uh, not only for next season but for you know, his career down the line.
1: Yeah, that's, that's a good point, Rob. I totally agree. Um, he's he's come a long way. Um, he's had his ups and downs, just like any coach. Uh, he's probably had a little bit more uh, lows and then highs <laughs> than that you will want. Uh, but I think that just comes from the inexperience that you just mentioned. You know, you're talking about, you know, trying things outside of himself, trying things outside of our, our, our DNA. Um, you know, I think he's grown in the form of becoming content uh, with just moving the chains. I think that's something that was a challenge for him, and I think that's something that he's kind of grasping—that um, it's okay to just move the chains. It's okay to, to sustain drives and have long drives. You just want to finish them off in the red zone. So I think we're—you know—you saw that progress last week. Where we started having some longer drives and we started eating up some clock. Now it's just a matter of just kind of—you know—continue to, to build on that on that momentum and now end things with a with a touchdown instead of you know trying to kick these field goals. But that's I think I, I think he's I think he's definitely grown in that in that arena because if we saw earlier in the season, even midway through the season. You know, triple, quadruple, reverse passes, and all kinds of stuff, and it's, he's always looking. For, he, he was. He's always looking for that big splash, you know. And I, I think it's okay to, to to be able to drip that in from time to time, but you shouldn't be dependent on a big splash. Not when we're built the way we're built. We have plenty of receivers to move the ball. We have plenty of running backs to move the ball, and it's just about moving the chains. And you have to kind of remind yourself: as long as I get these ten yards, we're good. We have a whole new set of downs, and and be okay with that.
2: I really think timing played a big factor into it as well, of allowing your quarterback to have enough time to get it out to your wide receivers. And I think early on, they may have over-anticipated the amount of time that – Andy Dalton or Ben DiNucci and or Garrett Gilbert had to throw the football and I think they did a nice job of turning that around and giving those quarterbacks opportunities to find it into the hands of those playmakers like you said uh, Isaiah just trying to find a way to give uh, an opportunity for these weapons to, to make an impact but whenever it comes to to, to Kellen Moore and, and kind of the play calling. Uh, Heckman, I know you agreed with one of the points that Isaiah talked about in, in just finding different ways to, to get creative. That's kind of where I'm at with it. It's not the crazy trick plays but trying to kind of simplify it and I think kind of that's also what Rob was saying of this is beneficial because he's had to get creative while keeping it simple at the same time.
3: Yes. Yeah, you know, you've heard the term kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. Right. And that's <laughs> what he's had to do in a lot of situations with what he's dealt with. But also, you know, the, uh, as you mentioned, Isaiah, if red zone efficiency has got to be the big knock on Kellen Moore's offense. Right. There's, we've we've gone over the years and, and we've looked at the fact that our red zone efficiency is, is not that good. Now, this year, 2020, you had, no one is going to just kind of brand that and say that's who you are. You're weak in the red zone because of all the changes that have happened to the front line. But we've got to get better at that, right? When you're at the three-yard line and you cannot punch that thing in and you have to go on a fourth and one and throw at the back of the end zone, that's just indicative of how weak the offensive line has been when we hadn't been able to just get that one yard. So. You know, give him praise for that. And, and like I agree with what Rob said, this has been a difficult year. And if this is grooming him for anything mm-hmm. in the future, it's just been the adversity that he's had to face and changing his game plan to fit the quarterback that he has every single week.
2: Speaking of changing, whenever it comes to this Sunday's game, it was no secret that they switched that game and changed it from a primetime Sunday night football game. To the afternoon on CBS, they flexed the game out of Sunday night football between the Cowboys and the 49ers, and they switched it to a noon kickoff. It wasn't a secret to anybody not named Jalen Smith. And, Rob, I want to know if you were on this call yesterday with Jalen Smith. Were you there? Yeah, Okay, so with Jalen Smith's answer, there was one quote that stuck out, and it was picked up by a couple of media outlets. Mm -hmm. But, one, it didn't really seem like he didn't – understand that the game had already been flexed. He kind of was. He seemed surprised by the fact that the game was flexed to noon, but secondly his quote, and I'll read it off here just so I don't paraphrase, but if the owner ain't tripping we're good, was the way that he said it in terms of are you upset about, are you embarrassed about this game being switched Uh, his quote was if the owner ain't tripping we're good. What are your thoughts on that Isaiah? I can see you kind of Working with your your eyebrow there a little bit, but why does that worry you? Either from a player's perspective or just from a front office running the organization type of perspective.
1: Um, <clears throat> I guess if he ain't tripping, we ain't tripping. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know, man. I mean, just yeah. Just I, I don't really have much to say about it. It's just. Just, just go play some ball, man, and make some plays. I, mm. it, it really doesn't matter if you're playing at nighttime. It doesn't matter if you're playing, you know, at, at noon. Um, obviously, if you get bumped out of the out of the premier spot, there's something that you're not doing right. You're not going to make the networks any money. So get your butt out the spot and go win your games at 12 o'clock. Maybe the next week you'll play a night game. I don't know. Um, but you know that that should, if anything, it should, <clears throat> it should, it should infuriates you as a player because you know that you guys haven't done what you need to do in order to be on, on primetime television rob
3: <sighs>
4: yeah i mean <clears throat> i know i know it 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 caught uh it, it caught fire on twitter right people were people were upset about the comment when, when i heard it live i didn't it didn't really hit me that way and, mm-hmm. and this whole flex thing it doesn't hit me that way either uh mm-hmm. i look if if and, and the thing about like in in fairness to Jalen, multiple players have been asked about this thing all week long. Zeke, C. D. Lamb, Andy Dalton, you name it, and and basically everybody's got the same opinion. It's like, well, that's when we play. We'll, doesn't doesn't like Isaiah said? Doesn't matter. Yeah. We'll just we're gonna go win the game. I mean, let's be honest here. Like I, it, it obviously is representative of a bad season. There's no question mm-hmm. about no it. Doubt. This has been a horrible season on so many levels. Uh, but let's be honest here. If if both of these teams had didn't have half their roster missing, this game wouldn't have gotten flexed. Mm-hmm. Because both yeah. teams probably would have had a couple more wins, be still kind of hanging on in the division, their respective divisions. And by no means would this game have been flexed. But instead, it's being <clears throat> it's being portrayed as this symbol of just chaos in the organization and all that. Like, let's just tap the brakes on that a little mm-hmm. bit. You know, so I, I just don't I don't have the same reaction to it. I mean, obviously. Both teams have really underachieved, but there's been other reasons for why they've underachieved. So, and the other thing, too, is like, I don't, maybe, Isaiah, maybe I'm wrong here, but I, I do think players in some respects don't look that far down the schedule at another, another opponent until it's the time week up. Oh, mm-hmm. what time do we play? Okay. You know? So I think there's probably some validity to that.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's true, Raul. I mean, you don't look at it, but, but we're, it's almost game time. <laughs> no, I, I know. It's, I, you're right. Yeah. It's a must.
0: <laughs> we got we got three days. We're about to play
1: a game here in a minute. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think we're about a 48 hour rule here coming yeah, up soon. Getting close. So, um, yeah, you you want to know what time you play? That's not a big deal to me, but um, I would be I would be irritated if my if our time got bumped out just because. In fact, I know that we haven't done what we need to do. And yeah. business the, and, and, and Jalen's a businessman, right? He's a businessman. Um and that's what, what he it, said. This is a business it's, kind of, it's a business move. Yeah. You know, it's a business move. What 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 does the networks what do they have to promote? Two no. teams that aren't doing great. And on top yeah. of that, they don't they don't have any highlights to show of like their premier players that are balling out. Who yeah. who are people gonna tune in to watch? Mm-hmm. Zeke's not yeah. playing like Zeke. You know, Coop's doing being consistent, but he's not killing it. You know, 49ers don't have anybody that's just freaking going crazy. So what what do they have to promote? It's yeah. a business move. I'm not mad at it.
3: <laughs> no, and you can't be. I mean, there's there's so much the, the way that they set these games up and you know, the Cowboys and Niners and the parody that goes into all of mm. these matchups. And I don't want to see the Jets and Jaguars <laughs> on, on Sunday either. You know, so you're right, Rob, when you talk about our record and the amount of guys that are hurt. Still, I just think we're used to football players giving you football answers. You know, that sucks. You know, we got flex. <laughs> you want to you hear a guy a little upset about it, but with Jalen ain't. he's not tripping, we not tripping, it's yeah. all good. It kind of rubs you the wrong way because it gives the sense that the guys is kind of blasé blah, zay, blah sure. about Fearless, it. So, yeah. you know, and, and that's the only thing I think that people disagree with. But Jalen has taking so much criticism this year that it don't he could sing "Mary Has a Little Lamb" and someone <laughs> would criticize that. So. I would hate that. True that. Hey,
4: Kyle, I know what, what, you I, would. <laughs> did, it, <laughs> did it hit you different? I mean, did well, did it? No. Uh, am, I, am I off base here? Uh, no, maybe I'm no. just maybe I'm too blase about this. I, I think you brought it up the right way. I really did. And
2: that's the reason why I asked the question is because you're right. A lot of people are painting this in the, the, the point or in the light that there's, <laughs> there's tr- turmoil in the organization. This is the mindset that every player no. shares because it's the owner down and it's a top-heavy problem. I don't think that's the case here. I think this is a guy who has been used to playing in prime time throughout his career. Because I remember going back and talking to Gerald McCoy preseason, whenever he was kind of getting into the Cowboys and he had just been signed and he was pumped because he had only played one primetime game throughout his entire career. career, And this is a pro bowler. This is a, a perennial, all-pro type of player And Gerald McCoy. He played one primetime game, and he had five on the schedule when we did the schedule release, and he was super excited about that. So it matters. It mm-hmm. ultimately matters, especially yeah. for players outside of the Cowboys yeah. organization. It 100% matters because you want your family to watch. You want everybody to sit down. You want everybody to see this all happening on primetime when you're the only game happening and that's not going to happen this week, of course, because it ended up getting flexed. Jalen Smith's been on the Cowboys. He's been on. He's been at Notre Dame. So, I mean, throughout his whole career, high school on, he has been nothing but primetime ultimately, whenever it comes to playing at night. So this is probably the wrong guy to answer that question. First off, I don't think it's an organizational issue. I think it's just a guy who's used to being in that limelight, and it's kind of the way that he answered it, and it rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. But I see where he was coming from, and just he's just been used to. It it previously so no it didn't rub me the wrong way rob but that's kind of how i (laughs) took it and i wanted to see where you guys thought about it but when we come back here on talking cowboys let's predict some games and say it with your chest friday we're gonna see how far isaiah fell back behind the pack and we're gonna talk about some (laughs) DraftKings players when we come back on talking (laughs) cowboys presented by geico we're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds it's new dr pepper and cream soda let's take a listen
1: May
2: I have a new candle, please? Historically, switching to new technology is a no-brainer. Today, it's AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure, and nationwide. Switch to AT&T 5G. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan. May not be in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Back
3: to Talking Cowboys. Yes. Back
2: here on Talking Cowboys, and whether you're listening to Talking Cowboys, you're working out, or even trading, or setting those DraftKings fantasy football players you can experience audio in a whole new way because of those Bose Comfort earbuds, the official earbuds of the NFL and of the Dallas Cowboys. Sporting it as always, Heckma Harrison. Sweet. Oh, look at the – it's a coming. symphony in the ear. I see it, what you're doing yeah, down you know there, Isaiah. You didn't do
1: the drop. I was waiting for it. It's yeah, a I symphony. It. It's a symphony in
2: my head. There, okay. That was, <laughs> there it is. That was a little odd. Um, I'm going to push right past that and talk about draft games. I
1: swear if I see that on an ad, Heck, I'm going I'm to cry. I, I <laughs> Yeah.
2: So hard. Uh so <laughs> here's a look at DraftKings. DraftKings is the official daily fantasy sport partner of the Dallas Cowboys and this Sunday you can play for free. And try and win over a million dollars in total prizes with your first deposit. Just download the app today and play for free on DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports. Here's some of the DraftKings picks this week for the Cowboys. You've got Ezekiel Elliott up at the top. And we talked about Zeke earlier, boys. I mean, if he plays, he could have a big game against this San Francisco run defense, running the, the wide nines, and there's a lot of room in between the tackles to run. And Zeke, as physical as he is, he could be tough to slow down whenever it comes to the numbers that he's been putting up. Even this year, he's been putting up decent fantasy numbers. I Trust, trust me, I've, I've gone against him a couple times in fantasy. But uh, Amari Cooper is an interesting one. Rob, why could Amari have
4: a really big game this week? Because he's 58 yards from 1,000, baby. Good fifth time in his six-year career, he needs 58 yards. And, uh, hey, he's been pretty consistent all year long. Um. By the way, it's not impossible to get three 1,000 yard receivers. No, it's season. not. You know, we talked about that a lot. Uh, I think Gallup would have to average like 118, uh, CD like 80 something. But Amari's going to get there, and he may he may very well get there on Sunday. You know, if they get some zone looks from the 49ers, there might be some soft spots. But obviously, they've got some veteran. DBs that he's gonna have to go against. I like his chances of getting to a thousand on Sunday.
2: Well, and throwing to him is Andy Dalton and Hecmo. Why could Andy Dalton have kind of a breakout game for DraftKings fantasy players this week?
3: And you know what? If if Amari Cooper does get it, it's gonna be because of Andy Dalton. I gotta thank Andy Dalton for getting me Tree Kardashian anyway. I just feel as though (laughs) last week, last week. Last week, I, I didn't think it would be three hundred and three touches, t- three touchdowns. But I think that this week he's going to have an opportunity to to get his receivers uh, th- some touchdowns, man. And it's it's going to be those the trio of receivers that we talked about: Gallup, Coop. You know, it's going to be our guys and Lamb. So uh, if, if getting those short passes, getting down in the red zone, his efficiency is going to be needed for the Cowboys to get a victory. And everybody knows what we're playing for. So no better time than Andy Dalton to pull out the red rifle uh, mm. will be this Sunday. So I'm going with Andy Dalton. All right, really quickly here, Isaiah. Tony
2: Pollard,
1: what can he bring to the table at just 5,200? Tony Pollard with a discount double check, y'all. Make sure you guys grab Tony Pollard because versus this defense, of the 49ers and their Y9 defensive end schemes, okay, there's going to be plenty of opportunity for him to sneak up in between the guard and the tackle and get up on that second level and maybe even the third level, and he might go all the way. Tune in for him, and especially if Ezekiel Elliott's still kind of
2: dealing with that calf injury, that he could be a huge fantasy pickup this week, running the football. Okay, time to say it with your chest. It is a Friday, as always, and I got to be very quick about this. But just basically, last week, Rob had a really good week, Heckma had a really good week, and Isaiah and I had a really bad weeks. So Rob has a thirty-six in twenty record. He is still up ahead of Heckma, but only one game back. Mister Harrison lurks in the distance to try and. Ah! Ah that number one spot. Then you go all the way down to the bottom, and there's Isaiah and I, both at 29 <laughs> and 27. So we are now a total of seven Ooh. games back from Rob after what was just a hey. awful week last. Hey, Kyle. Hey, guess what? Ooh. What's up?
1: We ain't tripping.
2: We ain't tripping, so we
3: good. We ain't tripping. Y'all better be.
2: so we good. Okay, here we go. First game, gotta be quick here. We we're probably gonna go over time, but I wanna try and get through a bunch of games here. All right, Bears versus Vikings. Both teams at six and seven. Minnesota's won five of the last seven games after starting the season one and five. Heckma, you go first. I'm going Vikings. Rob. Vikings. Vikings. All right, Vikings across the board here. I don't think the Bears get the dub there. Uh, Let's go with the – oh, man, they're not very good games this week. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Uh, Let's go. Buccaneers on the road against the Falcons. Battle of Super Bowl 51 quarterbacks. Matty Ice versus Tom Brady. Isaiah, go. TB 12. Rob? Yeah, going 12. TB-12. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Buccaneers here. i protect that lead, man. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Bucks <laughs> he here does. as well. No, nah,
3: nah, nah, don't get soft now, Pete. Don't get soft now, Pete. Come
2: on, man. I'll take the Falcons. Oh, nah. man. Nah. Uh, okay, how about this one? The Eagles, who took down the Saints last week on the road against the Cardinals. Hurts versus Murray. Battle of dual threat. Oklahoma – he- or not Heisman winners, but Heisman finalists. Hope Oklahoma quarterbacks battling uh, in Arizona. Rob, who you got in this one? Mmm, Arizona, Isaiah. I'm a rower, Philly. What was that one, <laughs> Isaiah? Philly. Ooh, he needs to gain a game, Heckma.
3: I'm going with the Cardinals.
2: I'm going to go with Arizona there as well. I just don't think that's going to happen. All right, Jets and Rams. No, I'm just kidding. We're not picking that game. Uh, Chiefs versus the Saints. Drew Brees is back, and this is actually one of the top Win percentage is combined out of a Week 15 or later game in NFL history. The Chiefs, it's 12-1, and and the Saints at 10-3. and Kansas City's won 10 straight road games, longest active streak in the NFL. I'm going to pick the Saints at home to end that streak. Drew Brees comes out, has a pretty fantastic game, and New Orleans comes out with a win against Patty Mahomes and company. Rob? Pat Mahomes,
3: Chiefs. Eckman, my homeboy, all day, guns up. Isaiah,
1: Tyreek Hill.
2: Okay, so not Mahomes, but Tyreek Kill. Okay, so now we're just picking players. We're not even talking about teams specifically anymore. (laughs) Uh, All right, final one. Browns on the road against the Giants at MetLife Stadium. Five and eight Giants, nine and four Browns. Cleveland's Mayfield, seven and one versus non-divisional opponents this season. One of those was against the Cowboys. Isaiah? Cleveland? Cleveland.
3: Heckma? I got Cleveland in this one as well. Okay, Rob? Cleveland rocks. Yeah, I'm going to
2: take Cleveland there as well and make it a clean sweep. This is not the game to be gaining, or not the week to be gaining games. Uh, all All right, final one Cowboys. 49ers, Cowboys have won five of the last six games against San Francisco. And since, Rob, you're trying to protect the lead, and since you have the lead, we're going to let you go first on this one. Cowboys, 49ers from AT&T Stadium at noon on CBS.
4: You know, Kyle, you you, you turned me around this week. I, uh, I wasn't feeling good about this game, but, you know, the 49ers are missing so many guys. Yes, they are. And... Uh, Kyle Shannon said they'll start with Nick Mullins. Might change during the game. I I will go with the Cow. I, I think I said the Cowboys will win two of their last three, so I'll pick. This is one of those two. I'll pick the Cowboys 23-20. Wow. Uh, <clears throat>
3: who's
2: next? You, you go next, and I'll go and then who's Isaiah. Next?
3: Isaiah will round it out. Uh. All right, well, the Cowboys need to get some get-back. They've been trying to do it all season versus uh, a zone-run scheme. And as Alden Smith quoted this week, we suck. And uh, (laughs) I don't know how how to go off of that to to pick the Cowboys this week. Guys, I'm going to go with the 49ers.
2: Wow. Going with the 49ers. Tostitos. so They finally, yeah, the Tostitos, Tostitos Championship Plaza. Um, the Cowboys have been outscored 117-57 to 57 in games following a win. That is a minus 60 point differential in three games. Three games, that's what the score has been, and a big fact this week, yes. Uh, I'm going to take the 49ers in this one. I just think that, uh, one, I'm still angry with the Cowboys, and that probably won't subside until uh, 2021. But uh, outside of that, I I think the Cowboys are the better team, and they should get a win. (laughs) Plus, I picked against them last week, and the Cowboys won, and I was happy about that. So I'm going to pick the 49ers and hoping for a little bit of that reverse psychology again here in Week 15. Isaiah.
1: Cowboys match their physicality. Cowboys win. Cowboys win. So There you go. All right. So
2: Rob We're and Isaiah slept. on the same, uh, same boat for the first time in a long time. But that's going to do it here for us on Talking Cowboys. Glad you've been with us here over the last five days. We'll be back on Monday, as always, to break it down, win or lose. But make sure and tune in. CBS at noon on Sunday. Kevin Harlan, one of my favorite play-by-play announcers, on the call for that one. Oh, yeah. But for Chris Beam, for Heckma Harrison, for Rob Phillips, and the great Isaiah Standback, I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long. Thanks for listening to Talking Cowboys. We'll see you Monday. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com
0: and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!